joy. Amen. Galatians chapter 6. Wow. Okay. Galatians chapter 6. In the writings of Paul, he was he was speaking and writing at the same time, you know, because it's a way of communication. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 8. The message translation said, Don't be misled. No one make a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvest a crop of weeds. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I read? He's saying that don't be misled. No one can make a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvest a crop of weeds. All he will have to show for his life is weeds. But the person who plans in response to God, letting God's spirit to do the growth, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, have us a crop of real life and eternal life. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the position of your word that is about to come unto us. Give me utterance of God. Thank you, my mind, speak through my lips. That we may know the truth and the truth will set us free in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let me have the verse number seven on the screen. So I want to minister on the subject of entitled uh, on the same series. Uh, what you sow is what you are. You reap. And um, I did forgiveness some weeks ago. And we did a part one of choice. Today is choices. What you sow is what you reap. On the subtitle, Choices Part 2. Amen. Amen. I don't know why everybody is quiet today. Are you here? <laughs> look at what the text said. I want you to look at this carefully. Look at what the text said on the screen. It said, don't be misled. Then I told you in literature... He introduces colon, expansiating the point he's making. He said, no one make a fool of God. He, he plays a full stop. He said, what a person plants, he will harvest. Then he plays a full stop. Then he's, this is where my interest is. He said, the person who plants selfishness. How do I come to this point of planting selfishness? He's saying the reason why we capitalize our lives on planting selfishness is on the premise of ignoring the needs of others. Okay? Then he tried to say to you that you have tried to ignore the needs of others. Then he said because the reason why you have ignored the needs of others is because... You are ignoring God. 
Because God specializes on responding to the needs of others. But you can't oblige and you can't commit yourself in meeting the needs of others by yourself. You can only do that on the premise. Availing yourself for God to dictate to you. So if you, have, if you are a person who ignores the needs of others, it presupposes that you are ignoring God. Because God has placed people around you so that you might be a blessing to them. So if there is a need around you, I cannot help your need. It is God who touches me to meet you at the point of your need. And there is somebody hearing the sound of my voice. I believe today every level or every iota of selfishness is about to be eradicated because we will hear the voice of God and we will not ignore it. Because you have ignored the dictatorship, the instructions of God, that you have become selfish. And because you have become selfish and self-centered, you have ignored the needs of others. If I want to see the God in you, I want to see the needs of others being met. When we are in the body of Christ and we ignore the instructions of God, it means that we ignore God. Amen. I will finish the choices today. No, it's very unlikely. I'll finish. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk today about Certain important choices you need to make. Amen. So I'm, I'm going to talk about six. Today I'll release one. And the subsequent week I'll release the five. Hopefully. Amen. I told you the choices are so profound. Because anytime there are choices. Anytime there are choices to make. Or you have to make a choice. It means there are alternatives. And I told you that even in the, in the world of economies, we have to factor in uh, choices because our resources is limited. There is scarcity. And the economies bring out an element of what we call scale of preference. And because our need has been scale of preference is that which put into hierarchy according to importance, you write your need sequentially and systematically in order of importance. Because we are in a world of, in a world where we cannot abstain from making choices, we have to be very careful because our life is very important. I told you that it's important you understand that the choices you make has got great power to command your future what it must be. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11, the Bible says Solomon was talking. He said, I returned under the sun and I, and I, re, I uh, he said, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither is it yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skills, but time, come on, say time, come on, say time and chance. Because our life, uh, the Bible said that, but chance and times, uh, or time and chance happened to them all. It's me, when I read the scripture and I understood it, I realized that I have the potentiality to become whatever God has predestined for me. 
But before I can come to that place of understanding and maximizing and optimizing everything that the Lord has given to me, I have to understand that my life can be productive and efficient if I understand time. I told you that everybody in this world has been programmed in the face of time. We have been put in time. God is eternal. He's not restricted by time. But you and I, we are restricted by time. And I want you to understand that in the times in which you are in, it is a universal. Everybody has got time. And every time that I've been appropriated to you, it means that you exist during that time. But your greatness is dependent on the, ta- on the chances that are given to you. And the Bible is saying that everybody has been given a chance. And your inability to discover your chances within your time make you fall short of the glory of God. If you want to listen, listen to the part one. And I believe God will be a blessing to you. So get a podcast. I'm not going to repeat much of what is there already. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me skip it quickly. I don't want to preach what I preached last week, so please get a podcast. Amen. In order for us to optimize and maximize our time and chance, we need to make the right choices. Even when you were coming here, I believe this morning, uh, when, when I woke up, I wanted to wear something, but I realized that it didn't fit me properly, so I had to change it because of the summer. I couldn't wear a suit, and I changed it because uh, I had to make a choice. Everything around us is made up of choices. If you choose something, it is out of alternative. Even the chair you are sitting on right now, there were so many chairs around, but you chose to sit on one. You are married to the woman you, you married to because you made a choice. Everybody makes a choice. But it is the, it is the beauty of our future is predicated on the choices we make. And I want you to understand that you can be in a great place You can be in a powerful place, but the choices you make determines whether you'll be great or not. And I told you last week that you can be in a very good school, in a very good class, taught by the the best teachers in town, but if you make the wrong choices in the right place, it will mount toward nothing. And today I want to talk about one of the greatest, the beginning, the greatest choice we need to make. One thing I want you to understand is that not making a choice is a choice in itself. Praise the Lord. I would like to share rightful choices we need to make in our life if we want to be pep- to live a life of purposefulness and a life that is exemplary. Let's go to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter fifteen, verse one to three. I will pick three choices we make from here. But I'm going to talk about just one. The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Obed. And he went out to meet Asa. And said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while he said, The Lord is with you whilst you be with him. If ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season, Israel has been without a true God. Without a teaching praise. And without a law. Amen. 
Leave this on the screen. I'm going to talk about the first choice from this text. The first choice you have to make to determine how great you go in life is making a choice. I call it making a choice of the God you will serve. This is not imposed upon anybody. The God you will serve is a choice you have to make. If you decide not to serve any God, if you decide not to serve the God of Israel, the God of all flesh, like the God capital G, if you decide not to serve him, I want you to understand that you are serving a God regardless. Praise the Lord. Joshua chapter 24 verse 14. The Bible said, Now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. When we choose him as our God, it does not just end at the point of selection, but it places a necessity on us to want to obey him completely and totally without any alteration or deviation. When we choose to serve God, when we decide to follow God, when we have an encounter with him, and I want you to understand that nobody can choose God. In, in John chapter 15 verse 16, the Bible said, he said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. He said, I've chosen you to glorify you that ye may bear fruit and that your fruit may abide. And I want you to understand this from the bottom of my heart. And that is what a lot of Christians have not got any idea or any inclination about. That you are so important that he chose you. And when he chose you, he said, I'm choosing you because I want to glorify you and I want you to bear fruit. And that your fruit may abide. God has given birth to you. God has called you. When nobody can call God. Nobody can choose him. Because our cognitive ability cannot comprehend and apprehend the, the, the mindset to be able to phantom. To be able to have it within our cognitive level. We cannot make God. We can't choose God. Because our mindset cannot comprehend that level. The Bible said the gospel that made us what we are. When the worldly people hear us, it is foolishness to them that perish it. Because we have come to the place of redemption. It makes sense unto us. It's the power to our redemption. So if you gave your life to God or you invited God, it's the same who gave you an invitation and you, you obeyed it and you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. So the first choice you have to make is the choice of the God you have decided to obey. The God you have decided to mirror. The God you have decided to walk. His precepts and his ordinances. The God you will follow today. Which God would you serve? Which God are you serving? Precious one, when we chose to follow him, we didn't choose him just for choosing's sake, but we chose him because we want him to mirror his glory in our life. And I pray into your life today that as you are chosen to serve the God of all flesh, you shall see his glory in your life in Joseph chapter 24 the Bible said in Joseph chapter 24 verse 15 it said and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord choose you to say whom you will serve 
whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorite in whom's, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That was a decision. That was a choice Joshua made. And he made that choice because he wanted his descendant to replicate the same choices. I like it when the discipleship class led. There were our minister, our wonderful uh, dear Ivy was teaching. She made a statement. And I, uh, one of the statements she made was that it said that if you are born into a family where the body of Christ or the, the doctrine of Christ is not shared there. There is a tendency you may not become a Christian and because you made that decision, your children began to enjoy the pleasures of the blessings that comes when we choose God. And I pray over your life that as you are making this choice to serve God, you have decided to follow God. It's not just going to end in your generation, but your children will pick the same baton in the name of Jesus. Come on, tell your neighbor, choose the right one. Oh, sorry. Come on, say to your neighbor, choose the right one. Now, the first choice you make is choosing the God, he will say. In John chapter 14, verse 12, you can't come to Jesus. You can't. The, how do I get to God? In John chapter 12, 14, verse 6, it said, Jesus answered, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the entrance to get into God is through the Son, Jesus Christ. So when you accepted him as your Lord and personal Savior, you were getting into the Father, you are getting to the Father, and that is what you have to understand. He's the entrance, he's the one who back on you. He, without him, in John chapter 4, in John chapter 3, the Bible said Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, how can I inherit the kingdom? I will talk about the kingdom in a minute. How can I get closer to God? He said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How do we get born again? We get born again through the entrance of Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18, the Bible says, For it is through him that we both have a direct way of approaching in one spirit to the Father. So, one of the ways, it is only through Jesus that we have an encounter with the Father. Praise the Lord. So, when you go through him, he begins to purify you, consecrate you, and purge you to be able to welcome the Father in your life. So the first choice you make is the choice of what? The God you will serve. My question to you, have you made that choice yet? <laughs> that choice cannot be made. I cannot make that choice for you. You have to make it exclusively and independently. I can make that choice for you. You need to make that decision. Joshua said, I have decided to set this God. He said, I and my household, we have decided to mirror our life to meet the need of this God. Which God are you serving? Are you serving the God of this world or you are serving the God of all flesh? Who said, is there anything too hard for me? Which God are you serving? Whether you choose a God you will serve or not, you are serving a God. A God is influencing you. Praise the Lord. When we choose him as our Lord, it means we follow him all out. He knows us. In Psalm 119, 
Verse 105, it said that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and it is a what? It's a light unto my path. When you chose God, his word becomes your dictatorship. It leads you, it guides you. So you can tell me you have chosen the God I'm talking about and you don't have any encounter with his word. In John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was of God and the word was God. And the Bible said and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God's word is inseparable from him. When you decide to choose God, when I meet the way you live your life, I must see the God you are. So you don't need to tell me the God you are seven. I need to see it from your behavior. I need to see it from the way you make your choices. Because the God we serve, when you welcome him, he subsidizes and he enables you to make the other choices that will prove that you are you know him <laughs> i cannot be stealing from your pocket i can't treat you recklessly abusively and you telling me you have this god in your life when you meet people who are chosen this god it shows on their behavior i thought you put your hands together there we live in the world where we so claim we chose this god we have chosen this God, but this God, when you chose him, you, you, you exchange your will. When you decided to choose God, to follow God, you no more have your will. His will became your will. His desire becomes your desire. You substituted your desire for his desire. The Bible said, Jesus Christ, not my will be done, but thy will be done because I have chosen to serve you. We live in a world where this choice I'm talking about, it cannot be, I, you, my mother cannot make this choice for me. Even if they make that choice for me, they make it in certain way to enable me to make that choice myself. Nobody can become born again for you. You must decide to follow him yourself. The first choice is who would you serve? Praise God. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 21, 23, the Bible said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will, I like it, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in that name? And in that name we have cast out devils. And in our name, and in our name done many wonders, wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I knew you. The, I knew, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. When you come to church, listen to me carefully. When you come to church, it is not a determinant to determine the God you serve. Because there are a lot of Christians who don't serve the God we serve, but they are in church. How did I find out? The Bible said there are some who will mingle with us. They are wolves with sheep clothing. They will come with attitude, behaviors. Just to come and scatter the flocks. So if you are walking with even a Christian, it doesn't mean you are serving the same God. Have you not forgot, forsaken that when Israel came out of captivity, the Bible said they got to a point when he made that call, 
The Bible said there were some who were delivered by the same God, which means that they were walking with Joshua, but they were not with the God of Joshua. The first choice you make is which God you will serve. He said, there are people who call my name. They call my name. Sometimes they behave like others who know me, but they don't know me. Which means that the choice is personalized. Praise the Lord. My question to you today is which God have you chosen? In Matthew chapter 6 verse 13, the Bible said, and, and let us not, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom. Come on, say kingdom. The power and the glory forever. Jesus, let me talk a bit about this before I, I move on. The kingdom represents Jesus. Come on, say Jesus. If you want to, when Jesus was teaching us how to pray, he didn't end with his name as we do now, that in the name of Jesus. At that time, he's not been given a name that is above every name. So he represented with the Trinity. In the Trinity, the kingdom is Jesus. The, you can't get into the kingdom. Okay. The passage into the kingdom is Jesus. Come on, say Jesus. The Bible said that in John chapter, it said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one's coming unto me except through the Father, except through me. Okay, so the, the passage to the Father or to the kingdom is Jesus. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the power is in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit. So he said, the kingdom and power. If you want to receive power, you receive the power through the Holy Spirit. And when you become, when you decide to follow God, you have to prioritize the kingdom. When you choose to follow God, you have to prioritize the kingdom. When you choose to follow God, you cannot prioritize the kingdom and walk empty-handed. You have to walk with power. And the power, which means that if you assess the kingdom, it is just a beginning through Jesus. When you became born again, it's just a passage. You enter into the kingdom. When you enter into the kingdom or you have assets into the kingdom, it means that you have to begin to have power. Come on, say power. And you only get the power through the relationship with the Holy Spirit. So when you choose to follow God, it means you assess the kingdom and you begin to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And when you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it brings to you the glory. Come on. The Bible says, God said, my glory will I share with no man. The Father deals with the glory. And when you choose a kingdom and you begin to walk in the power, it begins to produce the glory of God in your life. And I pray that as we have made a decision into the kingdom and into the power, we shall see the glory in the name of Jesus. When we made the decision to have God in our life, we made a choice of embracing the totality. That is a kingdom, that is a power, and that is a glory. If you walk and following God without power, the devil will afflict your life. Praise God. The Bible said in the book, Psalm, Psalm 63 verse 1 to 3, it said, oh God, you are my God. And it will I seek you. My soul tests for you. My flesh long for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Praise God. 
This was what David said. And precious one, when you decide to follow this God, when you decide to honor this God, when you made that choice to say, I accept you as my Lord, which is the utmost choice one can make, it means that you begin to test for him. You begin to long for him. You begin to allow him to take the absoluteness of your life and everything that concerns you. I pray that today the grace of God will come over your life. That every choice you have made, made in God, you shall stand to the standard expected in the name of Jesus. I like it when, when my brother David approached, approached Goliath in the book of First Samuel chapter 17 verse number 45. I said something that David said to the Philistines. Is a come you come against me with sword huh, and spear and javelin, huh, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the army of Israel, whom you have defiled. What does it mean? Huh? Anytime when you choose to worship as God, huh, when you chose to walk with this God, huh, when you walk with this, when you walk to your workplace, huh, you don't walk there anymore, huh, you walk there with your God huh, everywhere you stand, you represent God. Every word you say, you represent God. Everything you touch, you represent God. Everything you look at, it represents God. If God cannot look at what I'm looking, then it does not belong to me. When God cannot touch what I touch, it means it does not belong to me. I only do, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. Precious one, it is time to Mirror God. Tell your neighbor, choose the God I'm talking about. Oh my God. You have no idea. The reason why unbelievers are not following our God is that we are making a mockery of our God. We are making God become powerless because people must come to the point that sometimes during the discipleship class there are people who have encountered God and have resented Him right now. If those people have really come into contact with this God, they will understand that He said, I will not forsake you. I will not leave you. Your situation may be bad, but regardless of your situation, I am here to tell you that this God, the choice you have made, you and I have made, this God will not reject us. This God will not turn us back on us. When 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 Elijah had an encounter with the bad God, when they call upon him, he didn't answer. But our God is a call upon me, and I will answer you, and I will reveal unto you great and mighty things. Without knowing not this God I'm talking about, He's never late, He's always on time. He said, Before you think about it, I've already know your intent and your imagination. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice who have decided to set the God of Israel. I am here to tell you, He will never disappoint you. If you will walk the ways of the Lord, you shall see His glory in the name of Jesus. Come on, tell you 
your neighbor I've made a good choice uh, maybe sometimes they may look at your current situation and program you into your future but when I read the word that he gave me when I chose him he said though my beginning may be small he said yet my latter shall be great he said do not judge me right now I am here to tell you he said I have good thought for you not of evil but a thought that will bring you to understand end. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice maybe there is a situation that was like the king's instruction he said intensify the fire but my brother Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they said we have chosen to serve God when the going get tough it is not time to abandon your God it is about time you hold on to your God Shadrach Meshach and Abednego when the furnace was intensified my Bible said when they pushed them in they were expecting them to die but they find their God with them I prophesy upon your life when your enemy look for your downfall even when you fall your God will be with you I pray into your life right now I don't know what is threatening you but my God said I fear not because he will not forsake you tap your neighbor and say hold on to your God Oh my God, I like it so much. When a singer was singing a song, his name is called Demoy. He said, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he shares on our way. He said, while we do his good will, he abide with us still and with all who will trust and obey. It's a trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey is it not a shadow can rise not a cloud in the sky but his smile quickly drives it away but ah my god is it not doubt or fear nor sigh nor tear can abide while we trust and obey precious one I am here to tell you that God he will not disappoint you if you have made that choice stick to it regardless of the pain it comes with even though it may tarry he said I should tell you wait for it don't change your mind yet because God has not finished with you I know they give up on you but God said I should tell you he will not give up on you tap your neighbor and say I've got my God I like it when the songwriter said I got my mind made up that I won't let Jesus pass by I've made up my mind that no sweat no harrow no difficulty no pestilence shall separate me from my choice come on tell your neighbor I've made a choice oh my god let me finish here to end it in my dialect there is a songwriter who wrote a song it says something I want to translate it it said those who know not our God if they don't serve him it is not a problem but those of us who know our God we will serve him we will serve him with every being in our life I am here to tell you that this God when you choose him there are times you will go through pain. There are times you will say if it be 
impossible but I want you to understand don't give up on him don't exchange him for anything don't substitute him oh don't change him if you hold on God the Bible said the brothers of Joseph put him in the pit but he said I've made up my mind that I will trust in the Lord with all my heart I will not lean on my own on, on my own understanding but in all my ways I will acknowledge him the same brothers came to him and he was made a prime minister I pray over your life that God will beautify your life God will exchange your pain for double except for your trouble I will give you double I prophesy upon your life whatever is taking away your joy in choosing God may God deal with it in the name of Jesus come on put your hands together and stand on your feet somebody <laughs> I ch- he chose me and I held on to that call I remember at the age of 15 I couldn't spare girl but when I had an encounter with this girl the boy who couldn't spare girl that God took him and brought him to the United Kingdom to come and be a teacher what a mighty God will serve I know maybe some of you say you are not intellectually inclined but I want you to know that he picked the foolishness of the world to confine the wise he said the stone that the builders rejected when this God took it it didn't become part of the building but it became the cornerstone I want you to understand Regardless of what people are saying, regardless of what they are throwing against you, if you hold on this God, He will make your weeping time change into joy in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. One thing I want you to pray before we go the Father strengthen me to stand with you, strengthen me to stand in your word begin to pray. Father, I pray today strengthen me. I don't want to substitute you for anything. You are the best choice I've ever made. But in my finances, in my marriage, in my health, I need you God to eradicate some things for me. Begin to pray that God strengthen me. I pray with you. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. As you stand in front of me and he, even hearing the word of God, it's a sign that you have chosen to serve this God. I pray that may the strength of the Lord be your portion. May God empower you, strengthen you to walk the walk that he has called us to walk. That we may see his glory in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want everybody to close your eyes. God, today you want to give your life to God and say, God, I want to take you now from this day onward. I want you to come forward. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you want to accept the Lord as your Savior, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are sitting. If you want to accept this Lord, just lift up your hand. And with the boldness you have lifted up your hand, I want you to move close to me. Come on, don't let anybody deny you of the choice you want to make. Come to me right now. 
if you want to give your life to God there is there is somebody here in the sound of my voice there is a friend I don't know whether you are meeting somebody this afternoon you are a guy you are meeting a friend of yours but when I'm, I was just talking about this message it has touched your heart you want to give your life to God I want you to come forward right I'm very conscientious about time march forward to me right now I want you to come if you want to accept the Lord let nobody deny you of this privilege not even any man to deny you of making that choice I want you to walk to me right now walk to me walk to me right now the devil is telling you stay with me but the devil has not got anything better to give to you come to me come to me come on come on come on come on there is somebody there who needs to hear about jesus you want to make a rededicate you want to commit yourself to the work of god come on come to me it is not something where it is not uh, uh, when i talk about god it's not joke it's not a joking matter i want you to come to me right now God is waiting for you. The way he changed my life when I surrendered my heart to him, when I chose him in my life, he changed me. I want you to come forward right now. Come to me. Come to me. Everybody close your eyes. Come to me. If you are not able to do it, just stand on your feet. One of the ushers will bring you forward. Everybody close your eyes. Holy Ghost, thank you, Father. Come to me. There is somebody you are having this contemplation. Shall I go? What will people say? God will bring beauty into your life. Come to me. Lift up your hand if you want to. One of the ushers will bring you forward. There are six people in this building. I hear it in my ear clearly. Six people. Six. I need five more to be added to it. If you don't obey God, somebody came to church, went away and died. Precious one, as I stand here with you, if you walk with me for some time, I tell you that you may have me today, but tomorrow you may not have me. I am very conscientious about time. Because I don't know when the master will call me. I don't know when the Lord will call me. Maybe this is your optimal chance in your time to give your life to God. Come to me. There are six people. Come on, come on, come on to me. Come to me, come to me. Six people right now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come, come, come. Come, come on, somebody come. I'm waiting. Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Look at me. God is going to do something for you. Five people, God, today. I want to give you the opportunity, even after service, you can give me a ring because God wants to bring beauty into your life. Father, we thank you for today, for your glory. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for the grace that you've released in the atmosphere. 
give us the strength to follow you wholeheartedly without any regret as we follow you in Jesus name Amen